0: Welcome back to On Being People, our podcast, and congratulations, you've made it back to the second episode, for which we are very grateful. Uh, I'm Keith Baker. And I'm Paul Lucas. And we are both ministers uh, here at St. Paul's Church in Sydney, Australia. Uh, How are you doing, Paul?
1: I'm doing pretty well. A bit of up and down a couple of weeks, actually.
0: Yeah. But uh, this
1: week's going pretty well, so God's been good to me. Okay.
0: How about you? How are you doing? Yep. Travelling okay. Looking forward to today. Uh, looking forward to this chat, actually, because we started last time with a very general approach to what it means to be human beings made by God yep. or theological anthropology as we as the, the sort of official name for it. But I'm excited because we're going to start to drill into some more specific topics heading on. And the topic for today made me hungry. Made you hungry. Yeah, because uh, apparently a hero is a type of sandwich that you can get in New York City. And I just thought, yes, if that's what we're on about today, that's great. And I thought you were ordering the heroes for us to have before, or they're going to come during the recording? Or
1: Yeah, COVID's kind of put a... Uh Uh, Stop that happening, I'm afraid, Okay. Uh, because New York City's pretty much closed down, as we learned last time. Um, So I'm sorry about that. Uh, I actually didn't come across the hero sandwich when I was in um, New York City. It must be a big sandwich.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, if you haven't got it by now, we're going to talk about heroes today. (laughs) And um, there's something about us as human beings that loves the concept of heroes. Mm. We we like to look to them. Our media likes to tell stories based around heroes. I mean, my favorite movies, I'm a, I'm a Marvel movie tragic, and I know that you are a bit of a fan.
1: I am a bit of a fan.
0: And it's amazing how that kind of genre has just taken over the yeah. cinemas, isn't it? In the last few, worlds, uh, last few years, Marvel's got the biggest movie ever made, DC's got movies, there's yeah. 22 Marvel movies and about a thousand more to come. We, people love going to see stories about heroes.
1: Yeah. But that's, that's really, and when you say different worlds, like that little faux pas, it's true. Mm. In Marvel Universe, there are those things. And it's interesting that we have the, it's not just a hero, yep. but we have the Avengers. So what is it about the different heroes that we like, that we draw, that we draw from, which makes that whole topic it's huge, yeah, and uh, yeah. I've, I myself have just been through the Marvel 22 Marvel films recently because we had someone in our household who hadn't seen them, and so to do the right thing by them, I had to go through it again. What a service! It was great, I, 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 I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, and it was really great just even just spending some time watching them again to mm. say, What am I missing here, or mm. what else can I pick up? Yeah. It was great, and we had great chats about. Things that were behind the movies, even ethics. What do you notice about what this hero is doing and that kind of stuff? So it was really great to go back over that again. I'm yeah. not sure who my favorite Marvel character is, though. Oh. That's a bit of a struggle for me.
0: Yeah. I don't mind Thor. It's interesting how they por- portrayed him with very human flaws in the last few movies. Yeah, they did, it's, didn't they? It was fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I think that one of the things that struck me about this topic as we were talking about it, uh here in australia we had savage bushfires over our summer yeah, we did. uh december january It was just just awful and uh, as the media reported a lot of how people were fighting the fires and first responders and all of that sort of stuff the word hero was used lots and lots of times these people are heroes and then of course covid's hit Uh, here in Australia, around the world. And again, the word hero is used a lot of our frontline medical workers, the doctors and nurses, the people who are really uh, helping people to recover from COVID or uh, even trying to discover a vaccine. Those people are called our heroes. Why do you think the media loves to keep using that word? What is it about it that's fascinating to us?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. What is it that's fascinating to us? And and the fact that the heroes keep changing like with the season, if I can put it that way. I guess we're all looking for that that person or group of people that can help us when maybe we can't help ourselves. Yeah. And so that that's the hero person because I can't do it myself. Um and and, and maybe we do like a good story so we can say, you know, if, if something does happen to us, then there is there are, um, somewhere I can go to get the help that I, I may need, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Th- there's
0: the things that come to mind. And I think there's something about there's a risk or danger that people put themselves in in order to help someone else, isn't there? They, yeah, there is. There was that story that came out of England uh, with the Black Lives Matter yeah. protests, um, a guy called Patrick Hutchinson who was protesting and uh, or, or knew that the protest was on. He's a, a person of color. Yep. And uh, there were um, some Anglo-Saxon people there. And one of those guys got knocked down to the ground and was about to get trampled. And Patrick mm-hmm. Hutchinson dived in, even though this guy was on the opposite side of the protest from him, mm. uh, complaining really about what, what they were, uh, um, that Black Lives Matter was appropriate. Patrick Hutchison dived in, picked him up, put him over his shoulder and rescued him out of that situation. Mm. And lots of media commentators came and said, look at this. This is what a hero looks, looks like. like. Yeah. This is humanity. Mm. Just fascinating,
1: yeah, or or a good part of humanity. Yes, and, and Patrick Hudson in the article even said that he wasn't actually intending even to go to the rally. Yeah, and some of his friends said maybe we should go and protect people. Like it was just that was the the um, motivation for them to go, and it is interesting that uh, that the photo um, has been captured of Patrick carrying this guy who was not in a good way, and. When you see those things, like one of the, uh, in the article, a Labor MP said at the end of it, that it's easy to focus on the worst instincts of human behavior, but it's vital also to celebrate them. And so it was good to be able to celebrate Patrick and from what looked like opposing sides. Yes. Um, you know, that's really putting yourself out there. And yes. That's what you're saying. I'm someone who will put themselves out there, go the extra mile. Yes. And someone else won't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense of the description of firefighters. It does. You know, these are people giving up their safety and comfort to go to the front line and fight the fire Yeah, to save other people and their property. And the same with our medical workers. These are people who are risking their own safety yeah. to help others. There's something about that.
1: There is. And even with uh, after the fires, strangely enough, we had floods. And watching some of those SES guys who are putting themselves in danger with getting rid of debris or helping people who are caught in floodwaters um, was just, you know, and it's them putting themselves out there. It's even some, to a degree, their families, you know what I mean? Yes. And so there's a level of heroism in what they're giving up to come and help someone else uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So we're fascinated with the, the concept of a hero as people. Mm. So what does the Bible have to say, how do we think theologically about our fascination with heroes? Uh, what is there that's in us from God's point of view that makes us want to look for heroes? Uh, what is there in heroes that we, that we find attractive? I think it's that time where we're going to try and unpack that. Yeah, okay. You know, we got there quicker than I thought, but that's good. Let's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me get my head around that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we have these... We have these um, people who write books called the heroes of the faith or heroes of the Bible and that kind of stuff. So it's a word that we like to hear. And, you know, we always hear about the Samson's and the David's and the, you know, these are the heroes of the Bible. What makes them the heroes? You know, and, and I guess it's a description of what we've just talked about, of them coming out of the woodwork and being able to help people that can't help themselves. Is, is I'm struggling with the fact, is it a concept that God wants us to get a hold of? You mm. know, because... Because in the end, I I actually was reading a commentary once on um, the prodigal son and the the commentator said, you know, we can talk about the prodigal son and what happened and all those kinds of things. And we could talk about how it was directed at the Pharisees and the older brother. But his question at the end of what he was commentating on was, who's the hero? Yes. In the story. So even he's trying to, and so we look to obviously the father in that story. His point was the father in the story is the hero. So we're looking for that person who can um, help us. I th- again, I think when we can't help ourselves. Yeah. And we see that all through the Bible, but it's God, isn't it? Yes. All through scripture.
0: So there's something that we're recognizing about our own limitations, potentially. Yeah. yeah. That needs something or someone from outside of us to help us what to be safe, help us to keep living, rescue us from danger. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. The Bible, Old Testament describes God as mighty to save, yep. which seems to be, you know, come straight out of a Marvel script, but actually it was in the <laughs> Bible first. Sure. Mighty, you know, powerful. Yeah. And willing to use that power in service of rescuing of, yep. of helping people who can't help themselves. So there's something about the concept that seems to be true of God, even if we don't want to, you know, put him in a cape and tights Mm. or whatever. There's something about the concept (laughs) that seems to be true of God.
1: There is. Mm. Uh, and, and And the concept I think is, um, bolstered by the fact that God can do these things even despite evil. Uh, I nearly said By using evil But I don't want to say that Because he doesn't do that But despite evil Mm. uh, He does these things Which seems to be Obviously One of our greatest nemesis Sin and death Which is evil Uh, And so God He can do those things Even despite that And so heroes Seem to have that Concept Like When you think about Marvel They can do things Like There are limitations But this guy is so strong Despite what's happening That the the thing lift he has to lift is heavy. Despite that, he can do it. Kind yes. of thing, and, and and that helps us understand. I think um, it, it gives us this concept of how great God is, and maybe giving him the label of hero. Yeah, yeah, because he can do things despite. It.
0: Sure, and if we take that towards the gospel, and you know God's supreme revelation of himself in the, in the Lord Jesus. There's a lot that's true of what we like in our human heroes, the, the compassion, the willingness to use power to in sacrifice for yourself in order to rescue others yeah. that we see in the Lord Jesus and what he yeah, we do. does. Uh, one of the verses that comes to mind is Romans. Uh, Romans 5, where Jesus lays down all of his power in order to save people who are his enemies. Yes. Um, Which seems to be incredible notion of sacrifice to rescue.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's interesting you draw the word power, because Jesus' use of power is not what anyone expects. Even our heroes, you know, they need to have the right equipment, the right strength, all those sorts of things. But Jesus uses power in a different way, which we just don't expect. And maybe that's why sometimes his heroism is hidden from us because it's not what we'd expect, Um, you know, the use of sacrifice and forgiveness. I suppose we did talk about sacrifice with heroes, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, so that sacrifice is there. Um, But it's, it's a different kind of power to me. It's a power and weakness, I guess.
0: Which is interesting because the Gospels set him up almost like a superhero at the start If in those sort of categories. This yeah. is a guy who can do things that other human beings can't. Even know. raise the dead. Yeah, he can yeah. raise the dead. He can walk on water. He can uh, heal people with a touch. He can heal people even though he's not even close to them. There seems to be things that we attribute hmm. to fictional superheroes that Jesus is doing. doing. And so we go, great, so... What's he going to do for us? Is he going to spin the world backwards and reverse time? Or is he going (laughs) to, you know, freeze time and rescue everyone from it? What's he going to do? Oh, he's going to die on a cross. Didn't really see that coming. Yeah. And yet, there in that act, we see the supreme expression of a God who is mighty to save. Yeah. All that power. Well, something happens at the cross, you know, sin is absorbed, absorbed, it's paid for, even though this just looks like a guy is mm. hanging on a piece of wood.
1: It does. If we think about the, the, the power, like the kind of power that Jesus has used, which is different, and the fact that he gave up everything and became human, do you, so if we go from his incarnation through to his uh, sacrifice... Have you ever thought of that in categories of they are heroic acts?
0: That's a good question. I, I don't think so. Well, probably when I used to teach kids, we did a series called Heroes. Okay. When I was a kids worker. Yep. And it's easy. There's lots of connection points with kids, with superheroes and that sort of stuff. And then Jesus does those things which look like superheroes in the gospel. Mm. But then it actually takes us to the cross. Um. Had I not been preparing a teaching series for kids, no, not, not normally because yeah. the Bible doesn't itself describe no, it Jesus doesn't. as a hero, which is interesting in and of itself. Hero yeah. seems to be a category that lies outside of the Bible, even yeah. though there's bits of what we like about heroes yeah. that we do see in the Bible, things like the willingness to sacrifice for the good of the other, to serve another, yeah. the, the compassion towards other people's plight, Mm. um, you know, any superhero with that sort of power, they could just say to the world up your jumper, I'll be fine, you know, but they don't, they say (laughs) with great power comes great responsibility, (laughs) which is not true in and of itself. Mm. It's a great line for Spider-Man, but it doesn't follow that if you have great power, therefore you have great responsibility. You just, you have great power. So yeah. You do. I think the great responsibility part actually derives from a Christian ethic because God had great power and used it for the exercise of the good of the others. Yeah. I think that sort of leaks back into that type of comment in Marvel. Uh and it's true that Jesus had great power and laid it down um Mark 10:45 son of man didn't come to be served but to serve. Mm. And give his life as a mm. ransom for mm. many. Yeah. And then he calls us who are being remade into his image. Yeah. Cause he's the real image of the true image of God and we're being remade into him like him by his spirit, mm. he calls us to do similar things. That is to serve mm. others, to look outside of ourselves. So. That's a fascinating link to me. I hadn't thought of it before. I was yeah. sort of doing research for, for, for this, <laughs> but there's, we're called, everyone's called to have a compassion like Jesus has. Yeah, Everyone's called to look outside of themselves and serve others like yeah. Jesus does. Yeah.
1: And even lay down your power. Yeah. To be able to do those kinds of things. I was thinking when you were talking then about, you know, how heroes sort of seems like a category outside the Bible and stuff like that. When I think about the Revelation 19, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's scary. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I don't want to use that as a a, um, a scripture that allows you to get a tattoo just because he's got a tattoo on his thigh.
0: Uh, but, so are you saying you don't have a tattoo on your oh, thigh? No, I don't. Oh, no. okay. Uh
1: but that that that's a, a scary image of... Yeah. I, I don't know if, again, I don't know if I'd call it heroic. Mm. Um, that's why I was trying to see how those kind of categories fit together. Yeah.
0: Certainly the power is there. Yeah. And Revelation, you know, describes Jesus. That same Jesus is still the lamb who was slain, mm. even though he stands as a mighty warrior with a sword. Those images... In Revelation are sort of meant to be mashed together. Mm. That's the type of literature yeah, it is. Yeah. But there is a truth too that uh, Jesus' revelation is conquering yeah. evil in a visible and spectacular sort of way. You know, very Marvel movie esque. It really is type of setting. Yeah, um, it does. And I think it. I
1: kind of think it shows because when you read through the Bible and you think about the time span of it, that God does act in these amazing ways, but it's never, it's never knee-jerk reaction. It's never, it's always patient. Um, it's, uh, it's measured. Can Mm. I say that? Um, I'm not sure our concept of heroes are always that, but God is that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Certainly the way that if you take Marvel, a lot of the heroes are portrayed very impulsive. Yep, they are. Uh, And they are prone to the weaknesses of human beings of wanting revenge and Mm. self doubt and all of those sort of weaknesses. Whereas God never acts out of some sort of lack Mm. in himself. He's always acting out of an overflow of kindness, love, grace towards others. Isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So that's a very different thing that we see about God and, and about Jesus. There's no lack in Mm. Jesus that he needs to give himself for us.
1: Yeah, And maybe that helps us redefine heroism a bit because it's a, it's a little bit counter to what we would think of a hero as as humans. Yeah,
0: This is great. Now we want to have this time in our podcast that we call Great Moments. In oh, yes. Theological anthropology. And what we want to do here is introduce people to great thinkers from the past who have thought about what it means to be people made by God hmm. and what God says about that, uh, and introduce some of those thinkers and what they've said in drip feed form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things that we found really exciting and encouraging and share them.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So what have you found, Paul?
1: Well, this was a hard one to find something like a great moment in theological anthropology on. Because as we said, you know, it's not necessarily a category that we see come out of the Bible. Um, so it's really hard to find that kind of stuff. But as we were thinking, I was thinking about the idea of a hero, um, You know, we got this idea that it's someone that can help us, someone outside of ourselves. But often it's, they're a hero for a moment, and and in that moment, that's what I needed. So if my house is on fire, I need someone that can help me put the fire out. I don't need a doctor at that point. You know, do you know what I mean? So I was thinking about, if, if Jesus is our hero, or if we view Jesus as a hero, is that he's done what I need him to do? And we often talk about this, you know, we want to thank God for what he's done, and we do. But is that it? And I don't think that's it. I think it's true. I thank Jesus for all that he's done for me. I'm deeply, deeply grateful. Um, But I don't think it's just, okay, he's done that. I can get on with my life. Um, Or sometimes with heroes, you know, they come put the fire out, but there's no strings attached. I don't need to do anything else except be thankful to them. And I think with Jesus, even though what he's done, in some ways we could describe as heroic, as we just talked about, there's also this idea of... Jesus has done these things to save us, but also requires our allegiance. And I think, I wouldn't say they're strings attached, but Jesus said there is conditions to um, being grateful for and accepting Jesus' heroism, if I can use that word. Uh, and, in, and Jesus says it himself in Mark 1. He says, you know, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe. That's really the condition. So my heroism means something if you do this. And so with that in mind, I have recently been reading uh, The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Not Bonhoeffer, Bonhoeffer.
0: That's easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Another joke for the book. Um, And he did this. uh, He was talking about Matthew 19 and he was talking about the story of the rich young man who came to Jesus and how he was kind of looking to his good master, as Bonhoeffer put put it, to be his hero. This is my good master, my hero. And he says this in the book. He says, the call to follow Jesus means here, what it meant before, adherence to the person of Jesus Christ and fellowship with him. The life of discipleship is not the hero worship we would pay to a good master, but obedience to the son of God. I thought that was really good. It's not just about Jesus, us worshipping him as our hero. but If we are his disciples, because of his heroism, we can be his disciples, and that's what he's looking for. Uh, and so repentance and faith is the beginning of that and obviously the, con- the continuation of that, but we're growing as a disciple. And that, that gives Jesus, can I say, heroism if we're going to use that word, substance. Yes. And makes us the people that God has made us to be.
0: That's really helpful. I remember watching The Incredibles which was oh, a cartoon God. movie about heroes. And the big issue at the start of that movie was that there were people who were rescued by heroes who didn't want to be rescued. <laughs> yes. And so they were suing the heroes for stopping them plunging to their death when they wanted to, mm. which sort of seems absurd. That was the comedy of the movie. <laughs> but I think what you're saying is that Jesus won't rescue anyone who doesn't want to be rescued Mm. um he comes and offers the gift of laying down his life to pay for sin earn forgiveness with god set them right with god but if you don't come with the empty hands of faith to take that gift and then keep holding on to it it's not there for you
1: yeah Can I, can I nuance that a little bit or ask you to nuance that a bit when you said that there's no one who wants to be saved or you can't, Jesus doesn't save you unless you want to be saved. Even that, that desire to be saved is given to us, isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep.
0: Um, I mean, I suspect part of our fascination with heroes is that looking for someone to come outside of us to rescue us. That seems to be a condition that's true of the human heart for anyone. Otherwise, they wouldn't have such massive appeal. Mm. And there's part of us, I think, that desire lies from this this uneasiness that we're going to die. What's beyond? Mm. How do? What do we do about that? Yeah. Um. And but the expression of that towards God is that no one will will look for God until. The spirit, yeah, you know, creates that desire. Now we don't know that, so that you know, as soon as we say that, people go, "Oh, well, whatever." People are doomed to never know Jesus if they're doomed to never know Jesus. Yeah, the Bible never puts it that way, so we it should doesn't... be careful not to put it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. We just want to recognize the prior act of savings still comes from God, mm. even as people's physical response of yeah. naming Jesus is is theirs, but the prior act to create that comes from God. But just going back to that, the Bonhoeffer quote, we, we keep hold of Jesus' act of sacrifice for us by walking with him yeah. in obedience and faith. Yeah, so, nice. Um, now, that's all great. Now, what does it mean for us? You know, we've had some reflections on uh, what a hero is, how we see that in the Bible or not see that in the Bible. What, how, do we, how do we think from God's point of view as he's revealed himself in the scriptures on this? But we don't want to leave it all as abstract no. discussion. Are there any implications for us yeah. on being people hmm. under God from this topic?
1: Hmm. Good question, Keith. <laughs> how do you feel? Well, I, well I, my first thing to say would be um, it actually gives us a place for gratitude. So even though you know we think of heroes and what they do, um, we can be grateful for them, uh, and we can be grateful to God for them, that He equips people to do what they can do, to think the way that they think. Um, so, so an implication of knowing who our heroes are—I'm not talking about Marvel heroes. I'm talking about the real ones—is uh, that it, I, I, God actually is the um, motivation and impetus for gratitude for these people. Mm. That, that, that can help us and the reason we should support them and thank them. Uh, I Recently in our pre-service thing here at church, you know, uh, Ben Raisy had a, a guy from the RFS and SES and a nurse on the couch and it was great hearing from them and we should celebrate them. So one of the first places we can go to when we think about heroism is gratitude and that gratitude extends to the people but also to God himself for that provision. It's
0: part of God's general kindness towards the world world, that he gives people who will sacrifice themselves for others, whether those heroes who are sacrificing are Christian people or not, God still provides that resource amongst our world for the benefit of all. Of all. Yeah. That's exactly right. So God's common graces.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What do you, what do you
0: think? Well, going back to, I think we, we were talking about this a little bit before, We are being remade into the image of Jesus, who is sort of the supreme act of power exercised to save people who are helpless in and of themselves. Mm. And it's fascinating that uh, when you read the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, those fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, are Descriptions of Jesus first. They describe his character, his attitude, his, his, the way he is towards us. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. That's the word I was looking for. But, but as they describe Jesus first, so they describe or should describe us Mm. as his spirit inside of us remakes us to be like him. And a lot of those. Fruit are what we see in the people that we admire as heroes. Mm. So the kindness towards others, the compassion towards others, the, the faithfulness, the following through mm. towards others, the love towards others. Mm. So we, we think heroes are special subsets of humanity mm. that are apart from us. Uh, and there is a sense in which that's true in different moments in fires, the firefighters and not yeah. the nurses, They're the firefighters. Um, but there is something of them that's meant to be true of mm. all of us as we're being remade into what Jesus is like. Yeah, That is the willingness to use whatever God's given us to serve others, to help them. Mm. Uh, true both in the church as we act as a body mm. and We all contribute what God's given us towards the body, but, but even true outside of the body, um, do good to everyone, especially to the household of faith, Faith, Galatians. So, uh, we, we are meant to do that, but not to do it, to seek, to be heralded as heroes. That's right. We do it actually to point people towards the true hero who is Jesus, uh, I think stumbling across that and doing some reading for this was uh, quite profound yeah, for me. Yeah, it's really um, profound. There's something good that we want to thank God for for those people who act in extreme ways in extreme circumstances. Mm. Fantastic, and at the same time, there's something about them that's meant to be true of all of us mm. as we walk closely in obedience, like yeah. uh, the Bonhoeffer quote to mm. God: "He He will remake us by His Word to be more like that." Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: good. I know that um, we like to do things in threes, so if I could just throw a third one in there, and it kind of comes on the back of what you were saying, and um, and actually, what sparked my memory was the Incredibles movie, <laughs> because I've actually been thinking about that movie too. And there's this great scene, maybe it's halfway through, where Mr. Incredible is bound by Syndrome, and uh, and you know, Mr. Incredible is saying, "Why are you doing all of this?" And Syndrome gives him this big speech because he's inventing things that make him super, mm. and um. And his, and his reply to him was, well, I'm, people all over the world are going to buy my products so that everyone is super, so nobody is. I thought, oh, that is so profound. That's yeah. brilliant. But Jesus' act of heroism, if we're going to call it that today, actually means that your, you do matter. Hmm. And it's not, just, it's not just dying for all of humanity. It is that. It's actually dying for all of creation. But it's, it's coming because humanity matters. And when we reply, when we respond to that in repentance and faith, we, we understand the full force of that. Yes. Which is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so your life matters because of this heroic act of the Lord Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, there's no greater thing that God could have done to show us that people matter yeah, uh, Romans 5.8. Then, like then to send his son in the image of a man to rescue that. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant.
1: Well, I think we've exhausted the great moments of heroism for the moment. Um, and we've thought about the implications of that. Uh, but one other thing we wanted to do is uh, continue our little segment, if you like, on what we're calling On Being People Poetry. And having a little bit of input uh, in, this, in this area, Keith, and I understand that you've got the creative juices going again this week to impart to us the, uh, the beauty of what you've created.
0: I'm very excited because I know the task that we set, I'm supposed to go and find a good poem to yeah. help sum up all of this, but I just, I couldn't help myself. I've, I've had a crack. have well, had a an- crack? I've had another crack.
1: Well, we'll look forward to what you've come up with. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, am I ready? This,
0: this poem... Will you be my poet history, hero <laughs> after this, mate? We will see. We will see. Okay. This poem is called The Hero by Keith J. Baker.
1: The Hero? Sorry, how did you come up with the
0: title? I know. I know. It's profound.
1: Okay, keep going. Sorry. The
0: Hero. A hero is a woman or man who sees trouble and devises a plan... Or jump straight in to save another. It doesn't matter if it's not their brother or mother. They proceed with courage. They face their fears. They pull us out through sweat and tears from fire or water or famine or trouble or malfunctioning biodome bubble. There's something about a hero we love. Maybe it's the best of us or they give us a shove to look to the one who came from above, Jesus. Greater love hath no man than to lay down his life to save those whose very nature is strife. Such great power, all surrendered at the cross of great victory where my plight was ended. The end. (laughs) Just in case you hadn't picked that up.
1: I was just savoring the moment. I'm, as my response is similar to last time. There are there are no words. I'm not sure how you feel, Hugh. But there's this this dovetailing of the physical and the spiritual in there that yep. you didn't really pick up last time was uh, a, a great development in your poetry. Okay,
0: well you know um, it's a work in progress. Um, I, I, I suspect that one might be better if it's set to music. I don't know. Um, well, so maybe yeah. that's a challenge out there. People could write that and send it into us and we might maybe play it. Could.
1: Maybe we could talk to Matt Fergo or someone. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, okay. So Do you want to put it up for the next City of Light album? Or? Uh, maybe, sure. <laughs> we'll put it to the review panel and we'll see what comes <laughs> sure. out of it.
1: I can give you a pretty good idea now. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, all right. So I did actually go and find a proper real poem. Oh, okay. Um. It's called Jesus, Our Mighty Lord, by a guy called Clement of Alexandria, oh. who, wrote, who lived uh, in the 2nd century AD, 2nd century after Christ. This is possibly the earliest Christian hymn that we have, and I love how it picks up a lot of the things that we were talking about. Okay. So this is called Jesus, Our Mighty Lord jesus our mighty lord our strength in sadness the father's conquering word true source of gladness your name we glorify o jesus throned on high you gave yourself to die for our salvation good shepherd of your sheep your own defending in love your children keep to life unending you are yourself the way Lead us then day by day in your own steps, we pray, O Lord most holy. Glorious their life who sing with glad thanksgiving true hymns to Christ the King in all their living. All who confess his name come then with hearts aflame, the God of peace acclaim as Lord and Saviour. That guy
1: could
0: write. He could write. Isn't that great? It picks yeah. up so much. Our God was mighty to save came and not only saved us once off, like you said, but keeps, st- stays with us yeah. and will stay with us to the end.
1: Thank you, Keith, again for your work on poetry um, and helping us to think. Look, it's been great, great fun again having a discussion about this this topic of heroes um, and what it means for us as as people, because it's all about on being people. And we want to thank you for uh, listening in, and uh, hopefully some of this has been helpful to you. Uh, also, some of the links and uh, and the books that we've mentioned, those will be in the show notes if you want to uh, look those things up. And also, if you want to get in contact with us, maybe about a specific question or something, then you can do that uh, at info at spch.org.au and we'll get that and, uh, if, and we'll respond to you uh, as, as quickly as we can. So thanks again for joining us. Keith, it's been great to have these discussions with you again. It's been
0: lots of fun, brother.
1: And with you here, our producer, mate, it's great to see you as well and being with us. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time.
0: See you next time.